You are listening to Grandpa's Tales of Terror. Glad you could make it. We are slowing things down again and concluding with drum, largo, tempo. A nice, easy pace to finish with. Condolences to Peter for what he had to do to Olivia. Now close your eyes and let your imagination carry you into a world of fear and horror. (laughs) After the priests had left, a cleanup and restoration crew were putting the condo back into the shape and condition it was prior to the events that had unfolded, as if nothing happened at all. Peter and Sister Mary were having something a bit stronger than coffee while the window and door were being replaced in the condo along with the other repairs. Peter asked her what she was doing here. Sister Mary started by saying that the priest, who had been in the Mother Superior's office when she had her meeting, was from a special section of the Catholic Church. They had been hunting for the box for years. When they tracked down that Samuel Lancaster was having the items in the box tested for everything, age, composition, the church was informed of the test results. There are friends that the church relies on to gather information, she told Peter. So when we went to go talk to him, that is when he had a meeting with, he called himself George Engel, but we already knew who he was. Peter asked, why didn't they try to stop him? Mary explained that they had to find out who the couple was. She had given the church their names. That's when she told them that Olivia had asked her about the box. She was also told that no one would or could know about it unless they had seen it. There is no record of it that can be found by the general population. It is kept secret by the church. No one knows its true capability in terms of events, but when the instruments are played, they allow Satan to walk the earth. Peter asked, how did you know when to come in the condo and stop him? Lowering her eyes, Mary apologized beforehand that after the church found out about them, they came inside and put up a microphone and video surveillance. She explained that they were able to record Olivia playing the flute when he wasn't home. They saw her possession grow, how Engel, or Satan, used her to be the one to carry out his bidding. Peter, tears in his eyes, asked How come they didn't intervene earlier to stop her from playing and getting possessed? Mary calmly explained that once the flute is played, it cannot be stopped. That individual will stop at nothing to play, putting them into a mental institution. The church didn't want to do that anymore from mistakes that had been made in the past. The flutist had to be executed. Peter looked at her and said, no, that's not how the story went. He explained that he was told that Hans and Edna were burned at the stake. Looking at him, Mary replied, no, that's not what happened. When Hans came out of the cave, 
Edna was there, so was the priest and members of the congregation. Hans walked up to Edna, asked her what was going on, and it was then she stabbed him several times. The wife, husband, spouse, whoever is with the flutist is always the drummer. We don't know why. However, that person has to execute the flutist. So far, all the drummers have chosen to execute. Peter asked, what do you mean? She answered, with free will, they can choose to or not to. Peter then asked, what if someone was to have picked not to? Glancing away, then looking at Peter, Mary told him, we wouldn't be here talking like this. Peter was letting that process. Mary was signaled by the crew leader that everything was done. Peter stood up and looked around. He saw one of the priests carry out the box. It had a new lock on it. The window had been replaced. Everything was cleaned up. The same furniture replaced the broken. And most importantly, Olivia's body had been removed. A single tear went down Peter's face. Wiping it with his sleeve, he asked Mary what happens next. Mary stood up, walked to the door, and asked if it was okay for someone to come and interview him within the next couple of days. He said, of course, and then something crossed his mind. A concerned look came over his face, which Mary noticed. She asked what was wrong. He asked about him having to do what he did to Olivia to stop everything. What kind of trouble was he in? As Mary turned to leave, she gave him a hug and asked if he remembered her telling him that they had friends. Some of the friends are really high up. Peter then seriously said, God? She gave him a funny look and said, no, in government and the like, finishing with, you have nothing to worry about. After closing the door, Peter went and sat on the new couch. He took time to remember what had happened. He then started to weep. In his interview, when he was asked to describe what he saw, he merely said, the epitome of the seven deadly sins, and left it at that. The box was nailed inside a wooden crate and was placed in a shipping container bound for Rome. The ship was hit by a storm on its voyage, losing several shipping containers. The box never made it to Rome. The Vatican assumed it was lost at sea. Hey, Dad, come and look at this. What is it? Some sort of box. That looks like a crate that's washed up on shore. What do you think is inside? Or, I don't know, maybe pirate treasure, or... Can we keep it? Well, let's take it home and find out what it is for. Yeah, let's head back to the truck. Hey, 
Maybe it's my birthday present. And what did you want for your birthday? A drum 